Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One and two on Hayes with two in scoring position. The pitch, swing and a bouncer over, freed up the middle and through. Base hit. Sawinski's in to score. Triolo is in. Key Brian Hayes, a bounding ball up the middle, scores two and ties the game at four. What a big hit for Key Brian Hayes. Here's the 3-1. Swinging a high fly ball. Left center field. Deep. Harris back of this one. And there it goes. Into the bullpen. Key Brian Hayes ties the game for a second time tonight with a home run here in the seventh. What a clutch player tonight. Yay, Key Brian Hayes is back. How'd the game end? Two strikes on Henry Davis. And the pitch. Strike three call. Pot looking on a slider with a tying run at third base and two outs in the ninth inning. And that ends the ball game. 6-5 Atlanta. All right, so I don't know if you can call these games heartbreakers because the Atlanta Braves have the best record in baseball right now. And the Pirates won the first game of the series. The series isn't over yet either. Pirates can't win it, but bad series? Inspiring at all? That the Pirates stayed with a team like the Braves? At this point in the series, losing a couple close games and winning the first? Eh, kind of promising. It's also kind of inspiring to see that Key Brian Hayes is back. He's had a couple home runs in this series. Had two game-tying hits. One of them was a home run in yesterday's game. So there are some positive things to look at with this team right now, I would say. It's not great that they're losing two games. And this one kind of reminds me of the series against the A's that they played in back in May. Because, remember, now the A's had different expectations. The A's were the worst team in Major League Baseball. Still are, but they were the worst team back then on a historic pace losing and the Pirates squeaked out the first game after giving up a lead and they won Emma McCutcheon talked in the post game said yep this is what we do we just take it a game at a time this is how we're playing this season and then they proceed to lose the next two which are kind of close games they lost the next two now here against the Braves they're playing the best team in baseball at this point in the season and kind of the same pattern they won the first game after giving up a lead in that first game. Came back, won a close one. Or I guess they never gave up the lead, but they almost did. The Braves are coming back. Pirates ended up winning 7-6 to six in that first game. 
And then the Pirates lose the next two close games. So there are some inspiring things to think about as it uh, relates to the Pirates. I mean, they're they're holding it together with the best team in baseball right now. And they lost just a couple of close ones. One or two things go their way. They might win those games. And it's good to see a lot of the players that they're bringing up now as well, a lot of the young players that are coming up. And they're really starting to just throw players into the majors and see, okay, who's ready, who should get experience. And I think that that's, I think that's good at this point in the season. I mean, is the season lost? Most likely. I think we can all agree to that and kind of understand that. And, you know, I'm ready to move forward and look toward next season. What's going to happen with Paul Skeens? And what's going to happen with everybody else? How's the lineup going to form? What free agents could they add in the offseason to solidify this team? Is Carlos Santana going to come back? Hmm. No, a lot of you like him, and I know when uh, Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh, po- uh, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette said that he had unextracted interest, like he said it on his own. Nobody forced him to say it. He talked about in a uh, during a, a post-game press conference that he wanted to come back. And he wanted to play for the Pirates again. He'd be interested in a contract. That's really good. Might be good for the Pirates, too. But we'll see who they add. We'll see what pieces they can bring together to really make this team stronger. But there are a lot of bright sides to this. And I think we can all take an exhale. Jared Triol is a great backup third baseman for the Pirates. And it's good to know that the Pirates have him on the roster and in the organization to back up Hayes. But it's also good to know that maybe Key Brian Hayes did have some injury issues that were plaguing him throughout the season and really giving him that time on the injured list to rehab and recover might have been the best for him. So it's good to see that. Ryan Reynolds is also gaining some power again. He's had a few home runs recently, so all good to see. All good signs. I mean, it's not a great result. The Pirates are 51-63. and They're 10 games out of first place, and they're back in the wild card standings as well. Some good bright spots to look at, some good bright spots to – to focus on as uh, as the season moves through August. And also the Pirates are in fourth place now. They're a game and a half ahead of the Cardinals who are in last place, so the Cardinals are back in last place. They've lost six of their last ten. That's always exciting to see. So it's Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates, Cardinals. Now the Cubs have, have tied the Reds in the standings. They both have a 5-13 winning percentage. The Cubs are 59-56, and 56 and the Reds are 60-67, and 67, so... Uh, that's kind of what I was talking about, too, several months ago, that the Cincinnati Reds, they're having a hot stretch, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're they're all that right away. They've got some exciting players, but they've lost eight of their last ten now. I know they went on a ten-game winning streak, but they might have canceled that out, losing eight of their last ten games here. They're on a, They're on a struggling stretch right now. The Brewers have reclaimed the division and the Cubs. Could pass them here soon. So that's why I say don't jump the gun and, and look at the Reds as a model organization. I know several uh, Pittsburgh fans were doing that. They they said, look at the Reds. The Reds are exciting and they're bringing up young prospects. But then again, I mean, they had one hot stretch. And now they've fallen back. No real Ellie De La Cruz news. Not that he's a bad player. Not that he doesn't have the potential. But once the league finds out how to pitch to you, it gets a little bit harder. 
And the whole team's just kind of been on a downslide. So that's why I said not to jump the gun too much on the Reds and the Reds' success that they had uh, earlier in the year when they passed the Pirates. It's 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 okay. Like they they come back to earth as well. It seems that every team over a 162 game season will come back down to earth. The Reds have done the same. Not that they can't be good in the future, but again, they're not the model organization. So I'm glad to see that that's how the results have kind of panned out. You know, with everybody kind of worrying there in June, you know, ooh, are the Reds going to be a problem? I don't I don't think so. I think they might, you know, they might be a tough opponent, but they're not going to they're not going to be a problem. They're not going to be like the Cardinals. At least, you know, in recent years. Cardinals are in last too. That's that is still amazing. Hopefully the Pirates, that's my goal for the Pirates this season at this point too. Develop players number 1 and number 2 finish ahead of the Cardinals. That is, that's what I want. That's what I want to see. I want to see them finish ahead of the Cardinals. And then I'll be happy. I want the Cardinals to finish last. I want the Pirates to finish over the Cardinals in the NL Central for the first time since 1999. All good things to see. All little victories to look forward to as, as the offseason approaches for Major League Baseball. Technically, the Pirates aren't out of it, and the division is... Uh, weak enough that the Pirates could make a run at the playoffs if they got hot enough and the other teams got cold enough, but I don't know if you want to hold your breath on that one necessarily. But still a lot of good things to look forward to. There really are. A lot of young players. The Reds are coming back. They're struggling. Cardinals are in last. They're still struggling. They've lost six of the last ten, so it's all good. Again, and Hayes is coming back. He seems like he's not plagued with injury anymore. Ryan Reynolds gaining some power. The pitcher's doing a decent enough job to keep the Pirates in games. Now I just got to have uh Now I just got to have Mitch Keller gain some consistency. Kind of solidify the rotation. I hope Paul Skeen starts next season early as well. There's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot to look forward to with this team. There's still a lot of question marks, which is good and bad. It's not great for this season because you don't like uncertainty in this in this season. You don't like them losing this season. You don't like them losing ever. But um, future is bright, right across uh, or right over the horizon. The future is coming. And the future might be now or next season. So we'll see. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. It's the Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by Eighty Four Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at Eighty Four Lumber, and you can apply online at 84lumber.com. So there's a lot of news to get to as well as it relates to the Steelers. Maybe not a lot, but some uh, some interesting news, I would say, uh, with them. Eric Carlson still a great trade, and uh, nothing left to say on that one. He was traded for in a three-team deal last weekend, so this past weekend, and it was announced uh, that Baker Mayfield of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, former Los Angeles Ram, Carolina Panther, and Cleveland Brown. He will be starting against the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow in the first preseason game for the Steelers of the season. Does that make sense? The first preseason game for the Steelers of the season? Yeah, maybe. The first preseason game. It's not technically the season, but I guess it might be a part of the 2023-2024 season. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. But you get what I mean. 
first preseason game for the Steelers in 2023 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and a former, do we call Baker Mayfield a rival? Did he play well enough in his time with the Browns to be considered a rival to the Steelers? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, give me a call, 412-928-9370. We're going to talk more about the Steelers when I come back. If you have some uh, grievances, if you have some optimism as it relates to the Pittsburgh Pirates that you would like to speak of, you're welcome to give me a call as well and talk about the Pirates. So Steelers-Pirates, if you still want to gawk at the Penguins trade for Eric Carlson, you're welcome to do that as well. Talk at all Pittsburgh sports this morning. On the Fan Early Morning Show, my name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Don't have a lot of details for you as I stand here right now. Uh, We're very much uh, focused on this afternoon's practice. We'll turn our attention specifically toward Tampa and the things that we intend to do um, after practice today. Um, I'll say this. um, All that are healthy um, are scheduled to play at this juncture. Um, how much they'll play is to be determined. Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer is here. Come check out Trailblazer, Equinox, and the all-new redesigned 2024 tracks. And you can check them out online at sunchevy.com today. High of 79, low of 65. It's going to rain throughout the morning, then be overcast throughout the day tomorrow. High of 82, low of 63, overcast skies expected. That's fan weather. Brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Mike Tomlin just spoke there, and he said that all that are healthy will play in tomorrow's preseason game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The first preseason game of 2023 for the Steelers. So Tomlin said that yesterday about a game tomorrow. And eh, there are some people out there. I mean, I see some opinions when Tomlin says that that um, that you know, well, nobody should play. Nobody on no none of the big defensive players, none of the players that are established should play. We don't want them to get hurt. Totally understand that concern as well. You know, I am I'm one of the people that takes the opinion that I don't want anybody to go into the season cold. And maybe training camp and practices are enough to where they won't get cold. But maybe taking a game a day off on game days might get them, you know, out of a rhythm. But again, it's a Friday game, so maybe not. I mean, both sides of these arguments have some legitimacy to them. This isn't just a straightforward open and shut case. This is okay, I mean, they're they're pros to doing it one way, they're pros to doing it another way. Should the Steelers play their big defensive players? Should they play TJ Watt? Now, Tomlin said this, too. He said, all that are healthy will play for how long is yet to be determined. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, what I would expect Tomlin to say. Not going to give all the details, but we'll, we'll let the healthy players play for how long. Not sure. Not determined yet. 
You can call me at 412-928-9370. You can also hit me up on X at Callus underscore 33, formerly Twitter. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. If you have some comments, and again, call 412-928-9370. What are you most looking forward to about uh, the preseason game tomorrow? We still optimistic about the Steelers. Kenny Pickett named the quarterback uh, for the Steelers in this preseason game. That's not much of a surprise. Baker Mayfield getting the start announced by the Buccaneers to start the preseason game. That's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, ba- Baker Mayfield is um, hes kind of fallen off. I mean, he played for the Rams the season after they won the Super Bowl. right? That was last season. But, of course, that was a Rams team that wasn't very good, right, that they had fallen off after winning that Super Bowl. They put all their chips in the middle to get that Super Bowl, and they ended up doing that, and then they needed Mayfield to play. They signed him because Matthew Stafford got hurt. So we'll talk about Mayfield, and uh, we got a caller here right now at 412-928-9370. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Nicholas Harry Callis. What's up, my brother? It's Vic from Hazelwood. What's up with you? Oh, talking about sports in the morning, you know. Most know. mornings hey, man, I'm here. Listen. I got to hear you this morning because I had to drop the wife off to work, so I got I was, like, happy about that. Yeah, I ain't happy good. about getting up in the morning. But, listen, uh, I just think that give them all a shot to play a couple games. I mean, excuse me, a couple plays. Get them a little loose. Get them a taste of, you know, what the action might be like. But they keep talking about, oh, the player's going to play, the player's going to halfway play. Is is my man, what's his name, going to coach? Canada going to coach. I mean, is he only going <laughs> to coach half the game or coach a couple of plays? Whatever, you know what I mean? Well, Come I- on, man, just get it right and get it going. Vic from Hazelwood, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. The only thing I'll say is that it's more physically taxing for the players to play than the coaches to coach. Coaches just have to use their minds and be, you know, awake and alert enough to make calls. But, you know, there is serious risk to the players going on the field and getting hurt because football is among the most violent games in uh, in humanity, of humanity, especially in recent um, times. Football is the most violent sport that you'll have uh, to play. So that's the only difference there uh, between playing and coaching uh, for sure. Got another caller at 412-928-9370. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, this is Kevin. Um, I'm mostly just uh, excited to see Calvin Austin, if he's uh, healthy. I yeah. think he could definitely take the top off the offense or defense and um, you know just kind of be a game changer with his speed. Very good, Kevin. I appreciate the call. Thank you, Calvin Austin. Definitely somebody to to look forward to. And I have a I have a story about him as well. Just my first experience watching him uh, in the combine. I remember somebody put on TikTok and some of those other short videos on on social media where they said that he ran a a three a three o a three o two something like that. And it was a bit misleading because the TV broadcast had him at a three two. And but the TV broadcast clock is delayed from the clock on the field, so it starts late, but it also ends late. This TikToker thought he he you know cracked the code because um, he had him crossing the line at three o two ish, not considering or not accounting for the fact that at the beginning when he started running, they had not yet started the clock, so it was a little bit delayed on the start, and because of that, it was a little bit delayed on the finish. But Calvin Austin got. I think some serious attention from that TikTok where there was just outrage because, you know, ooh, how did he run a 302 and not, you know, 
and you know not not drafted in the top three. Well, because he didn't actually run a three hundred two. But it's good the Steelers have him, and it's good the Steelers. Um, he's one of those exciting players that you know you hopes comes in and and makes an impact at wide receiver and compliments guys like George Pickens. So I'm also excited to look forward to uh, this season with one year under his belt in the NFL. Got another caller at four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, it's Dan in the car. Dan, what do you want to talk hey, about? Uh, uh, nothing. I just it's, this is a simple yes or no for you. Okay. Is, is it painful to talk about the Pirates and try to be optimistic when you almost know that next year at this time we're going to be talking about the same stuff? Dan, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Um, right now it's painful. It is for me because uh, I haven't been around when the Pirates won the World Series, so I don't I, I don't understand what that's like for them to have a consistently good ball team. There was some hope in 2013 to 2015 for me, and I was in high school when they were, you know, doing really well, and they won 98 games in 2015. So, um, yeah, for me, that was nice. And now they've kind of struggled here in recent years, and just some unexpected things happened, and, you know, they, they've struggled in recent years. Things haven't gotten together. I'm more optimistic now, though, and everything just kind of feels different for me as it relates to the Pirates now than it has in recent years, only because you see where they've drafted, you see some of the players that they're bringing up and developing. You know, Henry Davis is a great bat. Andy Rodriguez uh, coming up. He wasn't drafted by the Pirates, but, um, you know, you got some hope for him to be the, you know, catcher of the team while he's under contract, uh, which is nice. Key Brian Hayes coming back from injury. I mean, the, you know, that's Exciting to see him start to play better, and hopefully we can attest all of his problems to back issues. And speaking of draft picks as well, Paul Skeens. Paul Skeens is drafted, right? And, you know, he's seems to be a generational arm that the Pirates get to have on the team now, and he just seems like he has a whole lot of upside right now. So sometimes it's painful, like watching them collapse from their success in April. That's painful. But, you know, at the end of the day, I only – can choose to be optimistic and I choose to be optimistic every year because I don't I don't have the experience of success that many of you have from the 70s or even the 80s and the 90s when they you know were still in the NL East winning divisions like I haven't seen that yet and I'm so much of a baseball fan and I love Pittsburgh so much that every year I go into it and I say hey I really I want them to succeed. I want them to do well. And I and I feel like I have little choice but to do that because I want to see winning baseball in Pittsburgh and I want to trust the people in charge and I want to entrust uh I want to trust what management is doing. And I want to see a winner in Pittsburgh one day. And you know, and again, cuz I'm not experienced, you know, I'm not old enough to have been alive when the Pirates won their last World Series, won their last division, and I want to see it. And so I choose to be optimistic and I choose to talk about them because there's a lot of news out there and there's a lot of hope that I believe is out there, whether I'm disappointed every year or whether all of the hope and optimism pays off. That's just my perspective. Now, I think some of you have different perspectives because you've experienced a time where maybe you feel management did things better, the Pirates had winners, et cetera, et cetera. They had real ball players, whatever you want to say. I mean, you know, you can say it and that's fine um, because you lived it. I haven't lived it yet. I haven't lived a World Series champion yet. I haven't lived uh, in a 
in a world where the Pirates have been division winners. That's just where I am. So painful times, yes, overall. I have no regrets on being optimistic about the Pirates just because I wasn't around. I never experienced what management was like in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I can only uh, share with you my experiences, and you can choose to be optimistic with me and hope for the best and love the city and love the baseball team, or you can choose to to not listen, and I'm okay either way. But baseball is my favorite sport, and as long as I have this platform, I'm going to talk about the Pirates whenever there's big news or whenever there's hope for the future. Absolutely. I got about a minute left. Uh, my name is Nicholas Harry Callis. So oh, I did want to mention this as well. Um, rather excited to say that I've been at Odyssey Pittsburgh at 93.7, the fan for a couple of years now. Yesterday, August 9th, 2021 was uh, my first day and uh, happy to be around for a couple of years now doing producing and been hosting this show uh, a little bit here and there as well. So I just wanted to thank all of you out there for listening and supporting me as I've been here for the last couple of years. And um, here's to more years here at 93.7 The Fan in Odyssey, Pittsburgh. But it's been a great two years, and I'm happy for all of the fans out there that have been super supportive of me and all the hosts and uh, management people here that have kind of helped me grow as a, a radio professional. So um, I did not want to forget uh, to thank everybody for that and to just share my uh, share my gratitude for being able to, to be here talking to you all and producing all the great shows that we have here at uh, 93.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.